Welcome to the podcast. Every week I'll share leadership thoughts, books I'm reading, or tools I'm using to teach leadership skills. I believe everyone has influence. Every family, school, church, city, country is determined by its capacity for effective leadership. So let's jump in. Welcome to the Leadership Podcast, and we're excited today to have a special guest on the podcast. If you're a listener of Chucked, you know who he is, and that is my son, Austin Charles McMahon. And today, I ask him to be a part of the next three sessions because we're going to talk about maybe our favorite characteristic that is integral to sustainable leadership, and that is resilience. And I love that imagery of the Model T tires were made of hard rubber. They didn't give with the road, and they chipped and they broke. And someone came up with a brilliant idea to create tires that were resilient, filled with air. They gave with the rocks and the potholes, and those are the tires that we still have to this day. And so this ability... To be resilient, um, a leader has to be availability and has to embody adaptability. That's the big one. And so we're going to look at the some factors of resilience in the next few episodes. Um, the 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 Austin the the general research on this shows that people who are resilient have a an ability to be resourceful in problem solvers. They, you talked about that today when we were talking earlier about you know working your way out of problems, mm-hmm. believing on a cognitive level that I have answers. I have answers. That's one mm-hmm. of the things that in our counseling ministry here is, 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 is Randy Creamer leads with the notion people have answers. They just think they have to outsource everything. Mm-hmm. But if you, if you cognitively work them through... What I use more than any other method is, is called the miracle question. It's basic cognitive therapy. And that is, what miracle would you love to have happen if you woke up tomorrow? That miracle will have happened. What is that? And number two, what can you do to be a part of that miracle? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's problem solving. They're more likely to seek help. Uh, so there's connection. Uh, they have a sense of hopefulness. In other words, not helplessness. Powerlessness is huge to undermine the trajectory of our lives because if we feel like our decisions don't matter. And so we're going to get into some of this today. Um, We operate leadership from the vantage point of faith and life living in the reality that God is present now, that I have the power of the resurrection that's an amazing thing. I mean, you think about that. Paul said, "I we have at access to us the same power, he said in Romans, that raised Christ from the dead. And the belief in that. So in these next three sessions, Austin, I want to hear from you on these three significant patterns of resilient people. And let's dialogue for a few minutes about this. And today is they have this capacity to grow hope. Hope is not an emotion. It's a pattern of thinking. It's a way of thinking. And in your lifetime already, you are sort of an old soul. 
because you have gone from from a journey of testing faith and now to being in the journey of living out faith, leading. Right now you're in the middle of a, a master's program of theology. What as a as a an emerging leader, what why did you have hope? That hope that said hope is not I feel this. Emotions can help, but hope is I can do this. Hmm. Why did you think why do you think now that raising a young family working at a church and there's constant demands and then now you're you know you're you're chasing a, a a very intensive degree why why do you think you can do that what in you go back why do you have that way of thinking well i think i suppose if you're not tested or at least feel tested you're probably not being useful and i think whereas you are an efficiency junkie, I think I've come to find I'm a usefulness junkie. If you're not useful, mm-hmm. there's no use for you. Mm-hmm. And that's not to be Darwinistic or anything. Uh, I, th- I think if one cannot self-sufficiently make themselves useful, they are by definition um, the little children that come to God, whether that's disabled or mentally handicapped. They, God makes use of them, and that's why they are special, number mm-hmm. one. That's why they are the special forms of creation, not us who can be somewhat self-sufficient. But um, going back, I think to to be useful is to be, um, is to be, that's to exist. And a mark of being useful is, is pressure. And it is, uh, it's, it's tension. It's 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 living on that edge, and it's uh, not comfort. I can't I can't like, like I can't not. I mean, I just uh, and just recently as we've been talking, um, in the last couple hours, uh, I can't say no to to funeral requests. Like I just have to be the first one to say yes. To, I, it's just something in, in in the last couple have come at just the worst times, and. And there's, there's some, there, I don't know if it's masochistic or not, but there's something about that usefulness that I just, mm-hmm. um, I think it... You've heard me say many times, ministry is most impactful when it's least convenient. Yeah, and, it, and, it's, and it's a following in the way of you, and it's a following in the way of, of Paul, the apostle, that just, it's just, to exist is to just, is to suffer, and that's where meaning is found, and that's... Uh, um, if I'm not doing that, then I have, then I'm not doing what I'm, I'm not making use of myself. Okay. So, uh, Brene Brown says this hope exists. It happens when one, we have the ability to set realistic goals. I know where I want to go. Where do you want to go? One sentence. Where do you want to go? So think following that up usefulness. I am coming to you. I said, Austin McMahon, where do you want to go? Where are you headed? Where is it? One word. Yeah. Uh, I suppose deeper. Okay, okay. So you're making actions today. Uh, the what Andy Stanley said: the principle, of the path. Your intentions do not matter. It's the path you're on mm-hmm. that matters. Number two, we're able to figure out. She says how to achieve those goals, including the ability to stay flexible and develop alternative routes. I know how to get there. I'm persistent, and I can tolerate disappointment and try again which is interesting. Entitlement says, I want this so bad, I deserve it. But what she calls agency is 
I know I can do this, but I'm not entitled to it. Hmm. So when I have disappointment happen, I can, I can go, okay, here's plan B. Here's plan B. Here, here's, here's, uh, and so in one word, what is the biggest adaptation you've made in your life to put you on this path? What was the biggest? Okay, that didn't work. Boom. Now I'm on this path of, of deep theological, just rooting your faith so deep, thereby being useful to impact others in the future part of your life immeasurably. What was the big shift that took place that was your alternative route? One word that comes to mind is a critique. And that could that mean a lot of things. There needs to be more words. Critique than that. of faith, critique of yourself. Just general um, breaking everything. Critical down. thinking. I think that's, yeah, okay. a, that's an undervalued skill. We'll get to that skill. in a moment. Mm-hmm. And then she said, thirdly, hope happens when we believe in ourselves. I can do this. I can do this. Where did you get that? I can do this. I, I can take this road less traveled of usefulness in the raw, gritty realities of of death and grieving with, you know, um, the gritty reality of delving deep into theology and just the, the, the eschatological implications of that. Where did you get that? I can do this. That came from looking back on other things I've overcome. So I, I don't know if that's okay, kind of a circle that comes around. Yeah, it's that's just, interesting. Well, I got through that. So I, this so is, hope muscle was built X, 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 So if you ask that question back then, then I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have any answer to that. Well, so research shows there's some intrinsic, some of it is nature, that we're, some people are born with more resilience, and then it's part nurture. Mm-hmm. Some people just have that built into them uh, because of whatever circumstance, this, this uh, tough, rubbery, leathery, give with the potholes. Mm-hmm. One of the things that Brené Brown says is is entitlement means she says, um, and it's the it's the value of our culture. This should be fun, fast, and easy. Like mm-hmm. if it's really worth it, it should be fun, fast, and easy. But she said it's it's utterly inconsistent with hopeful thought because the minute it's not fun, the minute it's not fast, and the minute it's not easy, I'm disillusioned, and then. It breaks hope. Hmm. I one of the reasons I wanted to have you on this series of sessions is at some level you've embraced this isn't going to be easy. This isn't always going to be fun, mm-hmm. and it's certainly not going to be fast. It's a it's a long road. That's so rare in today. Like people, well, that church didn't do it for me. That that educational study didn't do it for me that company didn't do it for me we don't we don't invest for the long haul mm-hmm. your thoughts on that paul was, was played the long game everything i do is what would paul do whether mm-hmm. in when I, I demonstrated that by even my intuition reacts what would what do i what should i do right now i don't prison letter everything mm-hmm. paul was paul was a, was voicing what paul's philosophy of a long game Standing on the edge of eschaton, writing what from say there, eschaton. So say the last days of the, mm-hmm. the consummation of all things. He is. And there, there is a. And I, I, I'm not as fluent in my Greek grammar and syntax to 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 say it, but in my studying of it yesterday, there was a. He talks about vocation as in 
already not yetness. Mm-hmm. There, it's happening, but it's not yet happened. Because he, because he has a, as a, I don't, I don't like the term the way it's used nowadays, but as a mystic, is look is in there, but he's also here, writing towards that. That is direct, directly antithetical to the Epicureanistic thought that that life was pleasure. There was nothing good or evil. There was just mm-hmm. pleasure, and so pleasure was kind of good. So it was very immediate, whereas Paul was was long term, and so that philosophy of Paul to me, assimilates down to and emanates in my life as um, I was once asked a couple different times, most recently a couple weeks ago, Did you have you ever had by someone um, kind of superior to me, have you, have you ever gotten to have the fun times in ministry yet? And I was just baffled by the question. The what? Just the fun, like kind of pink cloud, like you first get into ministry, you're a student leader, and it's just kind of fun, and you're young with your wife, and it's just... Man, I've been waiting and, for that and for I And I, I was just years. shocked. And, and honestly, the most fun I have is... Is 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 is, uh, is 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 giving a, a, a ten minute, fifteen minute uh, homily of resurrection to an agnostic crowd at a funeral where no one's going to pat me in the back. It's not recorded. I only mm-hmm. get one strike at it, and no one will ever hear it again. And that's really hard. But that's the most fun I have, and it's it's a weight. Yeah. But but so I don't. So the goal isn't fun. The goal is is to finish the race, keep mm-hmm. the faith, and um, and uh, and yeah. Yeah. So today. Do something that builds hope muscle. Set a goal and meet that goal, whatever it is. It can be small. Uh, re, uh, look at the most recent experience where you had to be flexible and de- develop an alternative route. This is leadership. Leadership is problem solving. Plan A didn't work. Now we got to go to plan B. I'm always thinking as a leader. I'm always thinking contingency. I'm always thinking, if this doesn't work, here's what we got to do. Leaders Mm -hmm. have to think with that kind of flexible hope. And then there has to be this innate, I have been made of the material, either by nurture or nature, that I can do this. I can figure this out. I'm in the middle of of the, feels like the hundredth iteration of figuring out who we are as a church in my 28 years here. And I'm and there's when you're in the middle of this, it's so you're unraveling the big hairball, mm. and and then you, you have to have those moments. You go, I can do this with with a team, with people in the context of plurality. I can do this. And what keeps me going is, is just the building of that hope muscle. So today, do something that builds your hope muscle. Until next time on the Leadership Podcast. Thanks for listening. Tune in every week as we continue learning and growing in faith, in life, and leadership. And if this has been helpful to you, subscribe and spread the word. And I will talk to you next week.